It's been almost two decades we've been on this journey to educate, liberate, and help you take action so you may better manage your financial future, achieve peace of mind, and accomplish your life's purpose. This podcast reveals financial tips, strategies, and insights that will help you set your goals and guide you along the way to help you achieve them. This is Managing Your Financial Future, brought to you by the advisors at Lucia Capital Group. I'm your host, Johnny Dean, with our own Rick the Professor Plum, Chief Financial Planning Officer. Welcome back to the podcast. These things just, I tell you what, these just these just crop up, you know. Here we are. <laughs> Time of the week, Professor Plum. I had to think, uh, oh, that's right. We, we're, we're doing one today. Yes, I don't know are. where the time's going. I have no idea. Does 2020 seem like it's lasted just like four years, or is that just me? It's kind of both. It seems like it's been going on forever with the lockdown and everything, but it also seems like it's happened overnight at times. It's like it's already late mid to late july or whatever and it's like where yeah. did the time go but then while we're doing it it's like boy this 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 know. just seems to be uh yeah half of it seems to be never ending the other half which reminded me last week of course that i had to file my taxes <laughs> so, oh yeah i didn't mind last week i don't ever week i don't i don't ever think about it in july because it's already done i said wait a minute i gotta get this thing in anyway uh welcome uh, managing your financial future johnny dean professor rick plum here from lucia capital group talking about something today that's been on our minds and we've we brought this up many times or at least a few times on our uh, radio shows and tv shows over the years and this has to do with spending in retirement now i'm going to start off by giving you this health and retirement survey which i actually got from uh, by the numbers btn through equitable and i'm sure you did too and you know which one we're going to talk about because i just mentioned it uh it, it comes into the heading spending declines as we age Gee. Right, and they're specifically talking about aging through retirement, not aging from your teenage years to your 40s and 50s. No, spending tends to increase starting about <laughs> age nine, <laughs> or at least, no, from the first time you have your first job, let's put it that way. Savings. That's about age does. nine or 10 for me. Yeah, there you go. Uh, okay, so the average retired couple, according to this, spends 23% less money in their sixth year of retirement compared to what they spent in their first year of retirement. Now, I realize this is a general rule. It's the average. Some people don't. There are people who retire at 55 and who 15 years later are still spending a good amount of money. But on average, six years into retirement, they're spending 23% less money. This speaks to something, Professor Plum, that we've talked about for a long time, which is that as people get older, as they go through retirement, their spending tends to decrease. It does. At least that's what we've noticed in the 30-plus years that I've been watching people deal with their retirement. Uh, And it's not that inflation goes away. We're not saying that at all. Inflation is definitely there, although it's not tremendously high right now. Inflation does affect everything that they're buying for the most part. It's just that they're buying fewer of the items. They, people, as they age, they're maybe not traveling as much. They're not shopping as much for clothing. Uh, heaven knows, they've probably found some stuff in the back of their cloth that's come back into style. Um, <laughs> they're just not doing as much, with the exception of healthcare. And yeah. that healthcare number is skewed in many respects in the way that the, the studies go, because uh, some people have extraordinary expenses towards the end of their life which brings up the average for spending for everybody. Um, 
and so you need to protect, but in many cases, you can protect against those expenses with appropriate insurance. Other expenses tend to go down. The, the worst inflation retirees see are the first couple of years of retirement. Yeah. Now, now, now let's take this one by one here so that uh, we could walk you through it. What sure. do they, the, the normal pattern, let's say somebody retires at age 65. I would suspect that their spending at age 65 isn't dramatically different from age 64. It may have even gone up quite a bit uh, from their working years, depending on what it is they want to do, right? Uh, the, yes. And, and I mean, obviously, all of this is very individual, but as a, as a whole, the first several years of retirement are the more expensive years. People have the energy, the time, the health to do the things that they've been waiting and wanting to do while they were working and now they're doing it. They want to travel. They want to go hang out with the grandkids on the other side of the, you know, the coast, whatever. Uh, so they're doing things that they didn't do while they were working. But as they age, some things in many we've seen it drop off as far as expenses go you know the mortgage may get paid off after a number of years expenses go down they're not traveling as much they've already been to a lot of places i've heard it many times i yeah i've been here i just don't want to go off again it's just and right now nobody's traveling at all but that's a different game um it's just uh, people tend to slow down a little bit or they get into a certain routine that they don't necessarily change up much uh, and they just don't spend the same amount of money in their 70s and 80s that they did in their 60s. Yeah, and this is not just taking data from a survey, although I did quote this survey from the Health right. and Retirement uh, Study or survey or whatever they called it here uh, that came from Equitable. But this is what you've noticed in, in real life. This is yes. this is evidenced by what you're seeing as a financial planner who meet with, who, you, you talk Retirees. to people all the time, retirees, and they're saying the same thing. The evidence bears it out. Oh, very much so. This is what we have anecdotally seen. Uh, and it's, it's interesting. Unfortunately, opens the door on financial planning software, financial planning engines, financial you know, calculators. And a lot of times people, they, they put into the calculator that they want $100,000 a year, $50,000 a year, whatever the number is. Uh, they don't adjust for any expenses changing in retirement. You know, maybe the mortgage gets paid off, like I said earlier. And they put an automatic 3% inflation factor on it for the rest of their life. And that takes somebody who wanted 100,000 when they're 65 needs 250,000 when they're uh, 90. And to be able to back into how much money I need at retirement, it's a, it's a pretty good sized number. And it scares people to a point where in some cases it scares them to where they, well, I'm never going to make it, so why even try? Well, uh, so so they, they don't save very, very much. They just well, say, yeah. forget it. Or, or, they think, or they think i got to keep working for the next 10 years just yeah. to cover that. So here, here's it what they do. It may not be that issue. Well, um, yeah, here, here's yeah. what they do. They say, I'm 65, I'm retired. Let's pick a number, just a hypothetically $100,000, right? You just mentioned that. So I need $100,000 here at age 65. I just retired. That's going to pay my bills. It's going to keep me going. I'm going to be able to maybe travel and do this and that so we have to factor in inflation so you figure well at age 65 i need this maybe at age 69 70 i'm going to need a little bit more and but realistically they know at some point in their 70s mid 70s don't know quite where it is and eh, we'll probably won't be traveling we're not going to be buying as many clothes we're not doing as much 
probably not eating as much, maybe not going out as much, uh, all that kind of stuff. So real life, it starts to taper off. But as you ju- you just mentioned, financial planning, some, some retirement calculators, income calculators, all they do is they say, how much do you need at age 65? Let's pick that age again. How much do you need? I need this. Well, let's figure. What do you, what do you expect uh, inflation to be? They plug that in. What, what do you expect generally inflation to be, Professor Plum? What would be a good number uh, according to CPI? <laughs> well, again, it comes back to that old easy answer to every financial planning question. It, it depends. depends. <laughs> um, right now, inflation is what, one and a half to 1.7%. Historically, it's been in the three-ish, maybe a little bit higher. Uh, I know that the uh, the government has wanted retirement planning to use a CPIE. They call it uh, elderly. We call it experimental. Um, it, it, it is, and actually a little bit higher you know, than the CPI EU or CPIW. Um, so it's, it's a little bit higher. So it inflates the expenses even more. Uh, so it makes it look daunting to retire. You have to have a huge uh, amount of money to be able to provide for that rising income path as you go along. And it makes it, it's a little scary at times. Um, so it, it also depends on how your payments are structured. Where is what are what are your needs? Why what is the money for? Like I mentioned, some people have mortgages still when they retire. They may have them for ten years in the retirement, and then the mortgage goes away. Well, first off, if you apply, if they needed you know two thousand a month uh, for out of that hundred thousand dollars of a year, so twenty four thousand a year out of the hundred thousand a year to make a mortgage payment, and you were going to apply an inflation factor. You don't need to apply the inflation factor to the entire hundred thousand because the mortgage is a fixed expense if it's a fixed mortgage. You don't need a full CPI for that. And then at some point, it might get paid off. It might not. I mean, we have to factor those things in. So mm-hmm. it, all these things go into planning uh, when you're looking at how much do we need to have for retirement going forward. Well, um, you, you said it's, it, it, it can scare some people, and it does because they plug in the number. And they say, well, I need 100000 now at age 65, so let's take a guess at inflation, a wild guess, 2%, I don't know, maybe 3 25 somewhere in there. So they say, okay, well, you need 100000 now, and the automatic response comes from the calculator. Well, 100000 at 65 means you need 245000 250000 at age 95. And right, so, I mean, if you're looking at it saying, oh, I, I think inflation is going to be 2.5%, I think my overall portfolio can earn maybe 4%. I want 100000 a year for the next 25 years. It tells you you need $2 million over $2 million before you can retire. And that may scare some people. <laughs> um, it would scare some people because they think that I'm never going to make it. I thought I, I needed enough. When in fact, instead of needing 250000 or 240000 whatever the number is, at age uh, 95, they're more likely, based on evidence that you've seen, to need something quite a bit less than that. How many... Uh, just realistically, if you think about it, how many 95-year-olds are spending 200000 a year? I, I mean, I'm sure there, there probably are some. Oh, yeah. But not those who needed just not 30 years ago. Not the average the normalized retiree. I mean, yeah. those are the, they were the fairly wealthy ones to begin with. Uh, and there, there is the one category that we haven't talked about that does blow the budget out of the water, uh, and that is healthcare. 
uh, and specifically long-term care. Those are the expenses that you know you may or may not have, but you can use, and we've talked about this many times, the linked benefit, the linked benefit life insurance, the linked benefit annuity, uh, healthcare. Uh, yeah, the, the numbers are huge, but people have insurance that covers them at least a good portion of it, um, depending upon what their actual ailment is. So it's, I think the healthcare numbers get a little skewed because some people have extraordinary numbers where the average person may not have that big of a number. Um, right. But as I mentioned, having appropriate insurances can help there. But I think that this is the problem with financial planning software is it puts these numbers in and just grows them out of sight and it makes things difficult. Also, on the other side, it takes your portfolio and uses a standardized portfolio. Okay, balanced portfolios have averaged X over the last 20 years and they don't adjust it for the fact that that there's a different rate of return for a buy and hold balanced portfolio than for a balanced portfolio that's distributing cash on a regular basis. And they say, well, you you know, this, you earn 6% on average. uh, So your portfolio, if you're earning six and you need to take out, you know, add two and a half, the problem is it doesn't always work that way. So, So you have to know how the program's work to understand the benefits and shortcomings of the program. It doesn't mean the programs are horrible. They're a great planning tool, but don't take them as gospel, you know, that you have to understand what's going on behind the numbers. So what you're saying is that you really, it's, 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 it's not a good idea to rely solely on these online financial calculators. But what about, uh, you know, when you're meeting with somebody? I mean, are there, are there certain uh, maybe planners or advisors out there who, who also use this sort of, well, let's, let's use a 2.5% CPI and let's take you out to age 95. That means you're going to need $250,000 at age 95. Uh, are, are advisors doing this generally, or is this more just the automated calculator? What I've seen is it's more the do-it-yourselfer. Um, yeah. I think advisors actually get into the numbers and maybe break them down a little bit more and understand things a little better. But there's so many, there's so much information about you don't need an advisor, do it yourself. Here's the tools. Here's the financial calculator. This will tell you how much you need to save and how much you, you know, but you have to put your own assumptions in and, you know, garbage in garbage out on everything. Uh, It just, you have to understand the, the nuances of what the numbers mean. So, so what you see is a, a slight rise in spending shortly after retirement. Again, this is generalized. This is not for everybody. But in general, you see as, uh, a, a, maybe a steady or slight increase over the first five, six years of retirement. And then after that, it starts to taper off, some more quickly than others, uh, depending on what their life situations are. But what that means is that your actual need for an income goes down by the time you hit your 80s, mid-80s, 90s. So how do you what do you do when you're putting a plan together for somebody? You have to make certain assumptions, right? We do. And we and one of the things, we try not to push out, you know, 30, 40 year plans because the reality is things change. We try to plan for the next 10 to 20 years. And as long as we're still within certain tolerances, uh, we just want to make sure that the next 10 to 15 years, 20 years at the most, you, know, you don't have a negative trajectory on your portfolio uh, unrecoverable at that point where you have to slow down where you have to change your spending habits because you're going to run out of money but yeah we have to work off of 
certain assumptions, and this is why it needs to be updated. The, A, the assumptions need to be updated on an ongoing basis just to take into account what's going on in reality, and your plan. You know, how much are you spending? How much are you not spending? Did you need more money? Is that is the need for more money? Is that going to be a continuing exercise, or is that was that a one-time increase? This is not a set it and forget it type of financial planning issue. You retirement changes and sure. you need to be able to change along with it both positively and negatively for differences in your spending life and so we can plan for what we know like i mentioned we know what you're spending now we know what you think you want to have but those are going to change and, and you may refinance instead of uh, paying off the mortgage or you may do this that and the other thing things change in retirement We've seen people that retired and, you know, they wanted X amount of dollars and then unfortunately something happened to their kids and they became the guardians of grandkids. That completely changed their spending habits didn't, and needs. Didn't see that one coming. But you also they, have now, – now, what do you do when you when you run into somebody who is in their mid-80s and they say, you know, I've been planning for this and I've I've given myself X number of dollars per year, but I've I got a lot left over. I'm really not spending that. You have to adjust their portfolio in that way too, right? Uh, we can or we, you know it depends on the person i mean a lot of times it's better to plan the portfolio to provide for an income that may not be necessary and have excess distribution available that you can then reinvest for dollar cost averaging you can just let sit for uh, safety for you know let you sleep well at night then to plan the other way around and not have the ability to increase the income or not it's it's better to have the availability of income and not need it than to find out you needed more income and not have it. Yeah, like that uh, was that that a, a bail bonds commercial? I stole that, that from the bail bonds. That's what guy. you yeah, <laughs> think you had. To better have. to know me and not need me than to need me and not know me. Yes, it's better yes. to have the income and not need it than to need the income and not have it. Right, and if you have it and you have the and you have a lot left over, maybe you can make certain adjustments. You don't. It, 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 it's, the, the discussion of what to do with excess cash. Always it's better. It's so much easier of a discussion than to, uh-oh, what am I going to do? I don't have enough income. Where am That's I going to find this? Discussion. That's right. Finding the cash could be a little bit more of a problem, which is why you actually have to strategize, which is why we do this. And you do this kind of stuff uh, all the time. We've talked about buckets. We've talked about this whole 4% uh, rule or, or guideline uh-huh. or whatever it is. And in certain certain cases, maybe you, the use of the CPI or CPIE, uh, the inflation factor may actually work for certain people's circumstances but the point is professor everybody's situation is different you can't just rely on a one-size-fits-all type of plan nope and that's why you need it to be tailored to you your risk your feelings your spending your income that you have from other sources uh, the amount of assets you have in your portfolio all of these come into play and it done properly it can create a nice little picture on that puzzle um, but you got to have the pieces in the right place. Yes, you do, which is why you talk to people like Professor Plum. And if you need the help of Professor or any of the folks at Lucia Capital Group, we're always here to help you out. Whatever you might need, whether it's strategy, whether it's income, whether it's lifetime income, and it's uh, we, all the other stuff that we've talked about. You can give Professor a call or any of the Lucia Capital Group advisors, 800-644-1150, 800-644-1150. You can also find a lot of information there at our website, which maybe is where you found this podcast, luciacap.com, L-U-C-I-A, luciacap.com. We're here for you. We can help you out. Whatever it is that you need to do, just give us a call. 
go to our website, 800-644-1150 or luciacap.com. Hey, we're out of time. Thanks very much for joining us, folks. We're going to catch you next time for Professor Rick Plum and the entire crew at Lucia Capital Group. I'm Johnny Dean. Thanks so much for listening, managing your financial future, and we'll talk to you again next time. The information provided should not be considered specific tax, legal, or investment advice and is not specific to any individual's personal circumstances. To the extent that this material concerns tax matters, it is not intended or written to be used and cannot be used by a taxpayer for the purpose of avoiding penalties that may be imposed by law. Each taxpayer should seek independent advice from a tax professional based on his or her individual circumstances. Different types of investments and or investment strategies involve varying levels of risk and there can be no assurance that any specific investment or investment strategy, including the investments purchased and or investment strategies devised by Lucia Capital Group, will be either suitable or profitable for a client's or prospective client's portfolio. Thus, investments may result in a loss of principal. Accordingly, no client or prospective client should assume that the presentation or any component thereof serves as the receipt of or a substitute for personalized advice from Lucia Capital Group or from any other investment professional. You should always seek counsel of the appropriate advisor prior to making any investment decision. All investments are subject to risk, including the loss of principal. This material was gathered from sources believed to be reliable. However, its accuracy cannot be guaranteed. These materials are provided for general information and educational purposes based upon publicly available information from sources believed to be reliable. We cannot assure the accuracy or completeness of these materials. The information in these materials may change at any time and without notice. Insurance product guarantees are subject to the claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company and are subject to their terms and conditions. Insurance products offered through Lucia Securities, LLC, California Insurance License Number 0H40817. Lucia Securities is licensed to offer such insurance products as life, disability, long-term care, and annuities. Lucia Securities is also a registered broker-dealer, member FINRA SIPC, and the DBA for Lucia Insurance Services. Lucia Capital Group is a registered investment advisor and the holding company for Lucia Securities. Long-term care coverage policies and provisions may not be available in all states. Approval may be subject to the terms and conditions of the insurance company. Insurance product guarantees are subject to the claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company and are subject to their terms and conditions. Annuities are long-term investment products designed for retirement purposes. Guarantees are based on the claims-paying ability of the issuer subject to their terms and conditions. Early withdrawals may be subject to surrender penalties and, if taken prior to age 59 and a half, may be subject to an additional 10% federal tax. Annuities are not FDIC insured. Certain terms and conditions apply, so please read insurance company materials carefully. A dollar cost averaging strategy does not guarantee a profit or protection from loss. Since such an investment plan involves continual investment in securities regardless of fluctuating price levels, you must consider your willingness to continue purchasing during periods of high or low price levels. Examples cited are hypothetical, are for illustrative purposes only, are not guaranteed, and subject to potential federal and state law amendments. There is no guarantee that you will achieve the results discussed or illustrated. The investment professionals are registered representatives with and securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, and member FINRA SIPC. Lucia Securities LLC was acquired by LPL Financial August 2020. The investment professionals of Lucia Securities LLC are now affiliated with LPL Financial and are conducting business using the name Lucia Capital.